everybody, I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your twilight, twilight phase. phase. Our twilight phases are back because here we also, are reading a fucking new twilight book. New we twilight manifested book. this. <laughs> this book happened because we started this podcast. Yes. It, it truly was fate, the timing of this situation. And now we have all read Midnight Sun, and I'm so excited to talk about it. If you read Stephanie Meyer's interviews about why she decided to, like, finally finish and publish the book, she was like, I just um, listened to an episode of this podcast, and I really didn't <laughs> want to let them down. And it was us, so you're welcome. I get that a lot. People don't want to let me down. And you're welcome to Stephanie, because Midnight Sun sold over a million copies yeah. in this first week, so <laughs> yeah, she owes insane. us one. I thought it was half a million. It was a whole million. It's a, it's a whole million when you take into account like ebooks oh, like and audio. audio and yeah. Editions. Holy moly. Yeah. And I took that number from like the press, not yes. looking right. at the sales figures in my <laughs> sneaky publishing. Right. <laughs> it definitely sold though like half a million print. Print. That's what right. I saw. Way more. Wild. Because yeah. that number, Melissa, doesn't reflect actual sales. It's like well beneath so you should minimum double it okay some people so triple like, it i think that's too much <laughs> yeah that seems aggressive okay um okay everybody listeners we're here for like an overview reaction episode like we have to talk about this right away right away gotta get each other's temperatures on this we mm-hmm. are in the future going to go chapter by chapter as previously explained we are not starting that now. So this is going to be full of spoilers for the whole book. So hopefully you have either read the whole thing, if you want to read the whole thing, except there's also no spoilers for this book, or right, you never want to read this book and you just want to know what's up. Guess what, y'all? The same stuff happens in this one that happens. In the same life. stuff happens. There is no yeah. life and death sneaky ending twist. Yeah, they didn't change the ending. I was waiting. Despite I- my tweet. I know. <laughs> I tweeted, listeners, those of you who don't diligently follow us on follow Twitter. the Twitter because it's Maya and it's funny. <laughs> I forget exactly what I said, but it was something like, oh my gosh, like really bold move on Stephanie's part to completely <laughs> change the ending of Midnight Sun. Uh, Only it was funnier the way I said it before. Just trust me, it was really good. It I'm was. sure. Have we mentioned before on the pod that we all handle different social media? I don't know. That we <laughs> I think have. it's really funny because it gives our social medias like super different tones <laughs> yeah. overall. Like each of our social media voices is entirely different. Like Melissa's Instagram is so funny. Like, oh, like there's something about the language that is like so playful and like <laughs> sounds like you but also not I don't know it's excellent very I, I try to write what I would say so it's well, great just so you know thought. if you follow each of our different social media feeds you will get completely different content because <laughs> we do not coordinate <laughs> um if you haven't caught on listeners that means that Olivia does the tumblr I do the tumblr yeah. and some of you are thinking why the fuck are they on tumblr and some of you are thinking, yeah, that's right. So much of the Twilight Renaissance is it's, happening on Tumblr. It's all on right. Tumblr. If you don't know about it, come on back. It's a hellscape. But <laughs> there's memes there. But it was always a hellscape. It was always like, a hellscape. Yeah. Come on. All right. Let's go, gals. Three words. Midnight you guys remember about three things? I was absolutely positive. Well, it will be three words that sum up Midnight Sun to you. That's really good. I didn't prep my words. Oh, I know. I was like, wow. <laughs> okay, three words. Wait, can we come up with one word each and go around in a circle? Yeah, because yeah, I'm that's not fun. either. I have one. Go ahead. Sad. It is sad. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Melodramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you guys really captured the entirety of the book. <laughs> Two it only words. needs two words. <laughs> it's sad true. and melodramatic. That's not true. Um, long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Overwrought. Ooh. I feel like we're just saying a bunch of synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> no, these all have different shades of meaning. 
This is important. Keep going. <laughs> Can I have a phrase? Yeah, yeah sure. Sure. Yeah, we'll allow it. Oh, very occasionally enlightening. <laughs> mm. <laughs> not just enlightening. Very only, occasionally. Only occasionally. <laughs> What, what's the word that's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it. It's when it takes you from one place to another and it starts with trans. Transports? <laughs> Transporting. I'm trying to say that it like took me back to being 15. Oh. It transported you to your youth. You could go with nostalgic. I'll go with nostalgic. Nostalgic. <laughs> nostalgic. Oh, that's a good one. That's good. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Nostalgic in a bad way, you know? No, it's in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah. I, I feel like I thought it was nostalgic in a good okay, way. So even though I have now given it three negative adjectives, I wouldn't say I disliked it. That's the whole Twilight thing. That's the whole <laughs> thing. That's it. You captured it. Sometimes you can't figure out the good things, but you know you really love but it. There, there were good things. <laughs> it was Okay, I think I felt more pressure to read it so fast because I wanted to talk about it. Like, I don't know if I naturally would have read it quite as fast oh, as I yeah. did. Yeah, I think I skipped. I feel like the last third of the book, I really just, like, skimmed. No way. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, Edward, you said this paragraph ten times already. I got it, boo. So one of Melissa's words is repetitive. Repetitive! <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a final word. I want to, I want to capture the fact that I liked it. Yeah. Um, What's something good about it? You said so many nice things in our group chat, but they're really far back now. Funny. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah. There were, there was <laughs> stuff in there that yeah. I was like, this I, is hilarious. Yeah. I thought a lot of things were funny though, that might not have been intentionally funny. Oh, um, for sure. Like, Stephanie Meyer didn't thing. say anything about the skirt. That's hilarious. <laughs> I actually thought Bella was like even funnier from his perspective than from inside mm -hmm. her head. I, I have so many thoughts about that actually. Because she like talks more in Midnight Sun than she actually does in Twilight. Because he like writes True. out a lot of their conversations. Right, because she skips over stuff. Because she's like, I'm not going to tell you all the answers to the stupid yes or no questions that Edward <laughs> asked me. But to Edward, she's like the most interesting thing that's happened to him in a hundred years. So he writes out like every single answer to every question that he asks him. Literally, like. Every question. Like literal race that cannot be your favorite letters from one to twenty six, <laughs> and Edward would tell us all of her favorite letters. Edward is okay. very literal. I felt like because of that, it was this book is so much more anchored in time than Twilight is. Like I feel like in Twilight, it was like okay, I'm writing about the like present contemporary right. time. So I'm not going to put in like the actual songs that she's listening to or the right. actual books that she's reading so yep. that it's timeless. But in this version, she just like, she didn't care. She just embraced the fact that like, we all know this happened in 2005. Know. Like I'm, I'm making this super 2005. She's like, it's this specific it's Linkin Park Linkin CD. Park. <laughs> this Linkin Park song, it's this one. You can go Remember it. Um, in like episode one or two when I told you guys it was Linkin yeah. Park and you were like, no, you're lying. And I was like, no, I'm not. I know what I'm talking about. And now I have validation. Thank you. I definitely don't remember saying that you were lying. We, about it being I will Park. listen to every single episode until I find Go you ahead, because I, was I know that you won't, because you hate <laughs> listening to yourself. So, go right ahead, Melissa. Okay, want to listen to Melissa, it. how does that hurt us? <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, you listened to 12 episodes of our own podcast. You showed up. Yeah, to prove myself right. I will be Give us right. that ad revenue, Melissa. That's true. Oh, Give yeah. ourselves That's ad true. revenue. Um, okay, I want to know what your favorite parts and your least favorite parts are. Okay, but I okay. didn't come up with a third word. Oh, sorry. Well, be faster. You said okay, literal. I, oh, that's true. I said literal. And... Wait, what was my second word? <laughs> I don't know. You said literal, <laughs> repetitive. repetitive, and sad. Literal, repetitive, and sad. Aww. That's pretty, that's it. I like okay. it. <laughs> okay, favorite parts. Oh my gosh, it's hard to pick because it's very hard to pick. 
There are so many okay. new Right, things. like, favorite parts that, like, of old scenes that we're reading again like whatever or of think, new, of new on stuff? On that topic, so when I first started the book, I feel like there was a pretty long chunk where I was like, okay, this feels like a new experience. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I know what's coming, but I feel like I'm, like, getting a new experience out of the book. And then that stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much once Edward starts stalking her, which happens pretty early, because mm-hmm. then it's all the same scenes, except he's not in them. He's just watching them happen. And so I thought it was interesting that Stephanie was like complaining about how it was the worst for her when she had to stick to her own script, because she could have diverged more than she did. She right. chose to put them in the same place way more than was necessary. Right. She's probably I, like, but you see, I didn't have an option because that's what Edward That's what Edward do. was doing. Edward was stalking her that whole time. So most of the new stuff that we got was flashbacks, which I liked, but flashbacks aren't always the most like fun place. Right. It was very much like, and then Bella said this, and it made me remember yeah, exactly. back in 1943 <laughs> yeah. when I smelled this person <laughs> and here's the experience I had deciding whether or not to murder And here's them. two pages. And, and then, two then pages I would and be like, like, wait, what conversation? I thought about that all in a single second. She was right. still looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> he always has to remind us that he just thinks so fast. He did it really fast. He thinks so fast. <laughs> Everything about him is fast. You know, he can <laughs> run fast. He can think fast. <laughs> um, Edward, I'm so strong. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, some of the flashbacks were cool, but I don't know. Like, Carlisle and his first Christmas was, like, Christmas kind of adorable. But, like, I was like, I, was I don't know. Is that my favorite part? No. 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 I think that maybe what we need to do to, to do favorite part, least favorite part, is instead of like favorite, just like a favorite. Oh, right. Because like I can't pick a no. superlative favorite. Because I haven't then thought I know... about it long enough. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to. I feel like I want to start with my least favorite and with my favorite to end on okay, a positive go ahead. note. Okay, okay. Yeah. Good idea. I love okay. the energy. Thank you. Um, also, my least favorite part is more least favorite aspect uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, that I really didn't anticipate, That's which acceptable. is. Um, you know, obviously there's a whole Edward's a mind reader thing. And so he's constantly getting input from everyone, but then he can mind read Alice looking into the future. And so we just got pages and pages of him, like looking at different possibilities for the future in his mind. And I was just like, this is too much. (laughs) And it's not something that really like comes across very well on the page. No, it was just, it was too much for If me. it were a film or some other kind of visual medium, mm. then, you know, you could, like, depict this in, like, a cool, dreamy way. Right. But on the page, it's just, like, Bella old, Bella not old, Bella right. dead, Bella vampire. And then he's <laughs> okay. like, those were the options. <laughs> I, I see what you mean, but I did like it in terms of explaining it, because it's so crucial to how he and Alice think about things so I do feel like it made me understand a little bit more like how quickly the family accepts her into the group right like that wasn't cool yeah without the Alice stuff like from Bella's perspective it's just like well Edward decided he was in love with this human and now they're all just like right almost dying to, to save her Except they can't die because whatever. Oh, I thought but, you were saying accepting Alice into the group. And I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that too. Well, that too. But I just feel like it reads really well to me that like, and it's totally in Carlisle and Esme. Right. Totally in That's Alice, true. I like, like that. already knew that they were best friends. Wait, let's explain this to the listeners because they might not have read it. So listeners, a part of Midnight Sun that is not in Twilight is that after Edward starts becoming obsessed with Bella. Um, So he like saves her from Tyler's truck and has clearly put them in danger because they're like, what if she tells this is suspicious? We need to decide what to do. Jasper wants to just straight up murder Bella. And Rosalie is like, yeah, we probably should just murder her. Let's do that. Um, And Emmett's like, I'm down with murder. That's fine. Like, can I do it? Um, And Edward and Carlisle are like, 
maybe we should murder. And Esme <laughs> is like, whatever keeps my family together. It might yep. be murder, but. And then Alice is like, mm, nope, saw the future. Bella's <laughs> going to be my best friend. <laughs> oh, also, she and Edward are going to fall in love. And like at this point, Edward like hates Bella. So <laughs> it's a real. I did... That was one of my favorite parts. It was a great part. Okay, so maybe I'm just thinking specifically, I th- I feel like I'm just thinking like specifically of, right, reading it, and then also I'm thinking like of the car chase. Yeah. Like, reading about him seeing Alice, seeing which road they're going to take, right. and which car they're going to take, I just, I, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. That was probably one of my, I mean... It's so hard to do favorite, least favorite, because everything is both a favorite and a least (laughs) favorite. That is the paradoxical nature of the Twilight Saga. But initially, I wanted to pick the car chase as a favorite, right? but also it feels like a least favorite. I know. I think I'm going to categorize it as least favorite. So I was partway through when I started to hear references to the car chase, and I thought that it was going to be an actual car chase. Um, no, this is not really a car chase. No, this it's is not. Them driving really fast in a car and the police being like five steps behind them. Right. Um, Chasing sort of, time. It's kind of, right. It's kind of like convenient that it works out so perfectly that they need every single second. I, I feel like half the time they're just trying to beat the things that Alice has already seen. Right. And it, I mean, the Alice stuff was interesting, but I, it was sort of confusing. Like, sometimes I felt like I had a handle on Alice's visions, and then there would be some other reference, and it's like, that doesn't have anything to do with anybody's decision. Yeah, I think that, or, like, that does have something made to do with somebody's decision. Worse. Like, Alice's visions as a... Yeah, instead of, like, explaining more about the, the visions we just got like more information that goes contrary to what we're right. told about how the visions work. Yeah. I think the main thing for me was that sometimes she can see multiple futures and sometimes she can't see multiple futures and that doesn't make any sense. To me, it still, the it still thing makes no sense. Is we're told she can only see something once a decision is made. Mm-hmm. But simultaneously right. we're told like as soon as she woke up as a vampire, she saw Jasper's face and right. made- she would find him knew that like we were gonna have all these times together how could she know that until they meet the cullens and they decide to accept her like how could she see jasper's face until right like like, sometimes there are inevitable decisions and sometimes there aren't and it's sort of unclear how that works it's kind of like you know how in doctor who the doctor will be like there are fixed points in time that can never change and that's why I like can't go back and save these people and sometimes he'll be like la-di-da I do whatever I want I'm the lord of time <laughs> like it makes like the rules are so fake and they change every episode yeah it's like every chapter Alice's visions go by a different rule right yeah Right. And I do, right. I did think it was really interesting to see, like, sometimes they just decided something just to see if Alice saw that it was the right thing to decide. That was kind of makes sense. It's just like, there's just so many different aspects to how they use Alice's visions that were just never consistent. Right. And it does seem, I feel like there are a few things where seeing things from Edward's point of view more thoroughly, she was sort of constrained by what she'd already written. Like sometimes oh, it would sure. be like, totally. well, I was thinking this deep, dark, horrible thing, but I guess I'll try to keep it light. So oh, and I made smile. a joke. Right. And I was like, Keeps it light all the time. <laughs> I was like, okay, so you just like wrote yourself into a different train of thought and then got to something that didn't make sense that he said and he has to like switch what he said. Truly, Edward comes off way more moody. <laughs> Than okay. even in Twilight. That's something I want to talk about. So in Twilight, it's like Edward's moods change line by line. Yeah. yeah. He smiled. He frowned. Yeah. He growled. He was a buoyant, like line yeah. by line. Yeah. Bella does the same thing in Midnight oh, yeah. Sun. <laughs> like, they're truly destined to be together. Yeah. It <laughs> seems like it's actually just Stephanie Meyer's writing. Yeah. And like, that's how she writes people, which is fine. Like, there's nothing really wrong with it. Well, but... except that, like, most people aren't like that. Right. Well, true. But I not just no thought people. that 
Well, see, what I thought though was that when we read Bella, we don't necessarily think of her as having a bunch of mood changes. Because we listen to them happen. Right. But like, I was very aware of Edward's changing moods constantly while reading this book. Just in like, he was like, I contemplated killing myself. But keep it light, Edward. Keep it light. (laughs) (laughs) I really disliked, I felt like on a writing level, there were quite a few times where it was like, she already had the dialogue that was going to happen. And he sort of explains what he's going to say before he says it, which is not how it usually works when you're just writing cold. Like you don't bother to explain what you're about to say out loud because it's going to be dialogue. So it's unnecessary. There were definitely some parts where it seemed like Stephanie was really fighting against the the dialogue and stuff that she already had. Yeah. Yeah. He'll explain what he's going to say or he'll like have a thought process and like explain all of his thoughts and then the dialogue will like not really not be in match. step with what not he match. was thinking exactly at all exactly it'll be like like when bella's like do you think of me like as like a woman the way that like emmett thinks of rosalie like do you want to fuck me <laughs> and edward is like can't she tell like how much I care about like her body and think about her body. It's like a lot of like her feminine form. It's like, okay, Edward. But like he talks about how physically attracted to her he is a lot. He does use the word sex yeah. one time. And then his line is, I may not be human, but I am a man. It is not, I'm into you. It's right. just like, I've, I've got a, I'm, uh, you can assume. I it's like, just tell strange. her. How do you feel? Why is sexual attraction? He constantly refers to it as a human emotion, even though all of the vampires around him canonically fuck constantly. <laughs> like we hear, like thank God we didn't get more of it here. Like the only hint of it we get is like Emma and Rosalie had a very physical love. <laughs> But, like, canonically, they all have sex all the time, and he thinks that it's, like, a human thing to be physically attracted to her. It makes no sense. Well, it's because Edward is so oblivious. He is. He misses the point all the time, which is shocking, because he's a mind reader. Such a little baby. He kind of goes into this. He's like, do I rely too heavily on just knowing what everyone's (laughs) thinking all the time? Definitely. The answer is Yes. For You're sure. Like, how could you genuinely, how could you read minds for a hundred years and never encounter and like not be able to ever predict what Bella's thinking? Like, I feel like that's the point. He's like, wow, she's just so fucking unpredictable. I can't believe it. Which it is, is amazing. She's not like any other human being who I've ever met in a hundred years. Like, that's just not how statistics and people work. And like also hilarious that every teenage girl that reads this book thinks that she's Bella. Right. You're all like, oh my god, I'm Bella. I'm that. <laughs> she is me. I am her. All I'm special. Uh, can, I've, I've picked my favorite part. <laughs> yes, please. My favorite part is when Edward is describing Charlie's thoughts. because okay so we know that he can't hear bella's thoughts and at the end of the book we learn that he hears renesmee's (laughs) renee's thoughts really well super fucking loud yeah she's like a loud thinker so loud Um, that humans are probably unconsciously reacting to her thoughts yeah um which is like a whole different kind of like magic world that i want stephanie to explore (laughs) yeah um but like their genetics combined made it so that edward can't hear bella's thoughts Mm -hmm. and what he can hear of charlie is that he's just like really quiet like he can't get specific words but he can like get the gist he 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 like gets the tone of what charlie is thinking and edward for all the time that he knew charlie before meeting bella just thought that Charlie was kind of stupid. <laughs> he <laughs> describes him as slow of thought. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> how? Like, how did you not like pay attention? Yeah. Yeah. How did you not pick up that like? And I'm sure people will write in and be like, "Well, you know, there are just like so many thoughts around." He was probably right. like, "He never pay attention." Charlie, blah blah blah. But like, he paid enough attention to think, "Oh." Oh, she must be kind of dumb. Slow of thought. He's a dummy. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't clue in enough to realize. I have a question. Uh-huh. When 
this book started and he was listening to like all of the teenagers think extremely coherent like word by word sentences in their brains I thought to myself I don't like who thinks like that like you don't think full ass sentences when you're just like thinking thoughts to yourself wait and then he came to Charlie and he was like well I wasn't really getting like full sentences and I was like oh that sounds more like how thinking actually works and then he's like this is the only person I've ever come across who ever thinks like this so I really want to know your impressions on that True. I think this tells us more about Stephanie herself mm, and right. the way that her mind works because it this like went around Twitter and I assume it's probably on Tumblr too um, <laughs> a while ago where people started realizing that like other people think differently right. like there's some people that like think in images which as we've discussed I you cannot not. even imagine um, <laughs> and there are people who like think like all sorts of ways I have an internal monologue going at all times when I'm Thanks. awake I am always thinking in full thinking sentences full in sentences at yourself yeah I think I sometimes have full sentence monologuing happening but definitely not all the time and sometimes I like think like I feel like I can think a thought that if I were to write it down would take a whole sentence to say but I've just like thought the concept Melissa what about you I'm a full sentence thinker. Full sentences. For sure. This is so interesting. I would say that I feel feelings without like (laughs) ascribing a a full sentence to them. Right. You don't like think like, I feel so jealous. Yeah. I don't like, like, oh, I I feel like the jealousy. And then I'm like, huh, where's that coming from? That jealousy? (laughs) Am I thinking that way? Because she just said that about that. (laughs) Like I analyze in sense. I mean, narratively, it certainly helps to have people thinking full sentences. Right. Because otherwise it would be too confusing. I have always wondered if maybe I think in full sentences because I was a reader my whole life. Interesting. I think definitely sometimes. I'm not saying I never think in full sentences, but it's definitely not hundred percent. I think it might be because when I was little, I really wanted to be a writer. Mm. And so I was always trying to like think up little stories. And I think I like oh. trained my brain. Wow, yeah. to think in full sentences. Yeah, I have a wow, very vivid memory of like being in the car and thinking in full sentences and like wishing so badly I could just turn my brain off and stop. And mm-hmm. like for some reason I was thinking in the third person and like couldn't stop. I was like leaning my head against the window and it was like she leaned her head against the window and looked out forlornly at the street. And then I was like, oh my God, I want to stop doing this, but I can't. <sighs> she wanted to stop doing this. But she just couldn't. Like, oh my god! It lasted for like three weeks of three me weeks? having this like painful. Whoa! Like, like how Honestly, do you that's on brand, complain though. about that incredible. to somebody? Wow! <laughs> I hated it. Um, I was probably in like middle okay, school. I have come. I have several least favorite parts. One of them okay, is really small. One of them is how long he calls her the girl instead oh, of that. Yes. It's like a third Offensive. of the book. I, also, I circled every single time he said the girl. You didn't give up because it was so many times. No. Yeah, did your pen run out of ink? <laughs> no, I had a point to prove. Okay, also, um, instead of getting more of the separate Cullens, I feel like each of them was just like more intensely typecast into the things that we already knew about them. Like none, right. of, none of them got developed as no. like more complex people. This was not justice for Rosalie. Not one of them. This was the opposite of justice for Rosalie. And it, it like, really makes me mad, too, because she's had so much time to think about it. I know. And to be like, you know, Rose would think that, and she would say that to Edward, but I'm sure she would also privately be thinking this other thing. Right. Not once. Not once does she, like, think, like, you know... This it's is, just like Edward talking about how vain she is and how selfish she is and right? how they don't get along. And it's just that the whole time. I'm like, you have at your fingertips ways to look at each of your characters on so many different levels. Right. So many different. And right. you just refused. <laughs> like yeah. she just made every single one of them exactly the same on every single layer available to Edward. Yep. She yep. doubled down as hard as possible. She was <laughs> on like, all of them. I know that I said Lauren was mean, 
now Lauren is the meanest person ever. I know that I portrayed Jessica as like maybe a little catty. She's the world's cattiest and she's not a good friend to Bella. So everyone who said that she should, that Bella should be nicer to Jessica was wrong because Jessica's actually really mean. Jessica never wanted to be Bella's friend at all and Bella was right about her and Bella never should have been like, come on. Like, yeah, whatever. Emmett just wants fun. All Emmett ever wants, ever, the only thing he ever thinks in his big himbo brain is how he <laughs> wants to have fun and everything's fine. He just wants We're, to fight like, everything. Yeah, fight. <laughs> Emmett is just like, oh my God. It's not a personality type. A new coven. Like, oh man, I hope we get to fight him. I hope we get to fight him. <laughs> Either that or play baseball with them. Either way. Totally. It's just like constantly, he's like, <laughs> Rosalie is like, fight me today. But do they think I'm pretty? Because that's the only thing that I ever think about is how pretty I am. And that's it. It was so disappointing. Yes. I can't wait for our chapter by chapter so that we can like get into the Jessica stuff more because like I reject what we read here. Yes. Oh, 100%. For Rosalie too, I reject what we read here. Right. It's just like I want them to be complex I mean, I was going to say humans. Can I I list another thing I didn't like? Yeah, please do. No, I said we were supposed to get to things that we did like, but whatever. It's whatever. Fine. Do one more least. Okay, my least favorite. I texted Maya about this. Is there was like parts where I was so confused because Edward reacts to things I hears in other people's heads without telling you what he's seeing or hearing or what have you. Oh. So like, there's an entire section. It was like when. Ugh, is it when Jasper I... wants to kill Bella? Yes, when when Jasper like he thinks about it, he's like, oh, let's just kill Bella, and Edward freaks out. But you don't know that he heard Jasper say that. He just starts freaking out, and I'm like, oh my god, have I missed something? What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> and then it took like a whole right, two pages to get you. to the thing that Edward heard. Uh huh. And I was like, I was like, we are literally in a first person point of view, and you're confused, yeah, of Edward reading minds, and you can't tell me (laughs) what he just heard I was telling someone about work that same like grievance I was like there there's this weird narrative thing where Edward knows what's going on but you don't (laughs) and you're in his head it doesn't make sense no anyway I um, thought that conversation was going to be more of a like center piece of like the conversation where they decide whether or not to murder Bella that's like really kind of not yeah like the plot does not move around that scene not at all like I don't even really remember exactly you could take it out and it would be the same book yeah I feel like that same thing kind of happens when there's the bet about whether he's gonna kill uh, Bella or not yeah okay I liked the meadow scene I think Like, I liked hmm. the whole, th- like, it was kind of a questionable decision, I guess, but the whole, like, all of Bella's futures. Right, the, t- the entangle- knot. The knot. Entangle the, knot the meadow, you're going to have to get to the meadow, and you have to get out, and, like, right. either she dies there, or you get out the other side. That right. was interesting. That was, was completely like, unexpected. Yeah, and it is kind of strange that, like, I guess I get why Edward never told her that. But right. it's, like, really intense from his point of view. And from Bella's, it's just, like, okay, I guess I'm gonna see what he actually looks like now. It's like, mm, going I'll, on a date. I'll, like, Let's hold go my on breath a, a little bit right now. And, like, she knows that, like, she could die, but it doesn't seem more I mean, or less yeah. than all the other times. No. But from Edward's perspective, it's, like, it was literally the make it break moment. How pivotal this is. Yeah. Like, that she's taking her life in her hands. And I underscore for her once more and he's like are you sure you don't want to go home <laughs> yeah <laughs> Edward. and then there's like the the amount of time that must be like one paragraph in twilight where she's like and then he closed his eyes and i petted his skin <laughs> and in the night sun it's like three pages of him cataloging insects so that he doesn't murder her <laughs> bizarre <laughs> um, i really like that aspect though <laughs> Something I loved that was also in the meadow scene was the yearning. 
Stephanie Meyer is so good at writing yearning. It's, it's true. It's very true. Like, it's part of what we all loved about Twilight. And, like, this has yearning in spades. And I really enjoyed, like, in Twilight, it's definitely depicted as, like, Edward was never looking for anybody. Like, he says that, like, he never thought he would find someone. And, like, he always felt complete in himself. And it was only when he met Bella that he wanted someone for the first time. But in Midnight Sun, we get this sense that, like, he's lonely. That, right. like, he is he's very bored. aware that he's in a family of people who are paired up. Yeah, right. And there are, like, a few different lines where he, like, mentions, like, wishing that he had someone. And I was right. like, oh, my God, Edward wants a girlfriend so bad. He does. I just, he, I, he I didn't really like... He's so um, bored. When he pointed out, he's like, I'm going to live forever. And he's like, and right now I just go to high school. And yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, <laughs> I would be depressed was, as fuck. <laughs> it was also like, we've talked about how Bella does decide really fast to be a vampire. And mm-hmm. sometimes Edward just sounds like kind of whiny because he right. doesn't really explain himself about why right. he doesn't want to turn Bella into a vampire. But it's very clear here. Like, he gets it and she's a human and like, why would he murder her for himself like how could she possibly have decided in two months right she wants to be a vampire and from this perspective it's like edward is right he's right yeah i totally see where edward's coming from i definitely should have explained himself in words better (laughs) but just like how honestly like how do you have that conversation with someone like look it might we love each other I I believe that you love me, like, you know I love you, but until you've murdered many people, you don't know how that weighs on you, right. and I'm not going to put you in a position to do that. Like, that's a hard convo to have. That's and, true. like, he never talks about the whole souls thing. Right. I really thought there would be more discussion about souls. Yeah. There's, Yeah. I liked how all of the critics, not all of, but a lot of the criticisms that people have of Twilight, Edward was just like, yeah, I agree with you. This is bad. Yeah. Like He's all like, the stalking is like, okay, I thought I'm a it stalker. Was- Why does she like me? <laughs> I, I, I wasn't that into it. I was like, yo, yeah, we know stalking is bad. So please do not justify do why you're it. stalking. <laughs> I just found it like, kind of funny like it's very twilight again it's just like it's still bad right like i still can't condone right i mean yeah what else are you gonna do when you're like very convincing about it (laughs) like i can only imagine when stephanie's like fuck i have to like write from edward's perspective about why he's a fucking creepo i think she was always like well that's just how he is yeah (laughs) but she's like now i have to like explain myself I find it hilarious and very integral to the experience of this book that Stephanie also found this um, very, like, wearing and, yeah. uh, like, a slog to get through. <laughs> and, and, like, miserable and sad because Edward was miserable. I mean, person. yeah, this book really affected my uh, overall mood. I <laughs> was sad after I read it. This is really, like, the mood of the summer. Like, that's the folklore aesthetic of Taylor Swift's new album. (laughs) Melancholy. That's that's the Midnight Sun mood. Yeah. We're all just kind of melancholy. (laughs) It was melancholy, but it also made me really happy. Like, I loved, I loved, like, I know, but I loved, like, going back to Forks. I loved, like, all the new stuff that we learned about the Cullens. I liked all the Alice stuff. Like, I had a great great time watching Edward be miserable. He'd be like, I hate my life and I can't wait to die. And I'd be like, that's Edward for you. We're back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did really like reading Bella from Edward's point of view, too. Yeah, that's true also. Like, I still think there's an aspect of, like, the only reason that he gets obsessed with her is because she smells good and he can't hear what she's thinking. But he she was very interesting and funny and yeah like like came across like as unpredictable it. even though I knew every word that was gonna come out of her. right you know what you're 
you're correct. That is the only reason that Edward is in the villa. <laughs> and we all thought back in the day, if only I could meet Edward, like he, he would pick me, you know, it's like that tweet. That's like, I can't believe that when I was 13, I shaved before a Harry Styles concert. Like what did I think was going to happen? Like that thing where you're like, if I could just meet them, it would work out only it would because Edward did pick Bella and she like would be our friend from her list of like favorite movies and songs and stuff like we would have happily hung out with Bella that's like, true he could have picked us just as easy except we but know only, that Bella's a terrible friend and so but I don't only want if we friend. happen to have the genetics of a perfect scent and no external thoughts yeah yeah exactly but it could happen to any of us yeah that's the luck of the draw <laughs> okay I believe it is time yeah, we gotta get to some listener emails. They're so good. Um, thanks, everybody, in advance. All of you who wrote in are great. We love you. Y'all are the best. And if you didn't write in, you two can be the best by writing. Yeah, you're not All you have the to best. Do is write in. Right? Yeah, it's very easy to become the best. It's not complicated. Okay, I'd like to start by going back to last week's episode, actually, the week before, technically speaking, because. Julia wrote in. Is it about Midnight Sun? No, it's not. But oh. I'm gonna read it anyways because oh, this is hashtag. This is hashtag justice for Olivia because yeah, Julia her complo. gave me a ten out of ten on my recap. That's it. That's the best part of it's Julia's unofficial email. judge, so it doesn't mean anything. Wow, thanks guys. You're <laughs> you're such oh. good friends. Sorry, I got distracted by reading oh. one of the emails. Okay, I'll also throw in, um, I super loved that Julia made a Midnight Sun Day, made spinach because she may- can't make mushroom ravioli and drink pomegranate juice all separately because that sounds really gross together. Oh yeah, I don't do that together. Yes! Doing it I love, right, like, Julia. the different things that people did to celebrate. I like have spoken many times about taking off work but um I like had a whole outfit ready to go pick up my book yeah Uh, this is on the twitter if you guys want to check it out I embroidered a backpack it was a black backpack that I embroidered to say fight me in the corner and I wore a vampire fang mask and a red and black dress and then walked through torrential rain to go to through a tropical storm y'all I risked my life like people died in my neighborhood from that oh storm. Oh my god, no way. Yeah, so a tree so fell on sad. a guy in a truck and he died. Oh my god. So sad. Moment yeah, silence like, for the guy in your neighborhood. There was. <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of trees went down and I was like walking a mile to the Astoria bookshop. Wow. Gotta get midnight songs. <laughs> really dangerous. Um <laughs> Um, I want to read a section from Bridget. Bridget wrote in all caps subject line, Midnight Sun, which really captures it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't believe we had to read chapters of Bella cooking and cleaning for Charlie when we could have had the memory of Emmett's first time killing a human and Edward's hate for Mike Newton. I just find this content so much better. I love it. That's a great point. It's over 600 pages of Edward's self-loathing drama, and I'm just here for it all. (laughs) I love it. I was there for it, too. Yes. We're here for it. This is why we're here. Yeah, because like we still did get all of Bella cooking and cleaning. Oh my god, way too much. We still Why did we got get it. so much of it. We still know, but still we got also got like you know, I don't know, like Emmett killing a bear and like <laughs> Edward's Adam. first conversation with Rosalie, where That's they really what connected. I was about to say, <sighs> loved it. It's so beautiful. Okay. Even though there's no justice for Rosalie, I loved that that memory. That was a a half justice for Rosalie yeah. moment. Like she was almost there, but not quite. Yeah, we know that that was justice for yeah. Rosalie, and <laughs> Stephanie just couldn't execute it. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we do still get that they drink milk. Yeah, like like, like plenty of it. Edward's very aware. Yeah, he hears them drinking something, and he's like. That's too heavy to be water. It must too be thick milk. For water. It must be milk. <laughs> like, oh, Stephanie, me. why bother? 
I was really thinking about Maya during the baseball scene. P.S. The baseball scene is the only point where at any time I wrote bored. Uh, <laughs> too much baseball. I was thinking about Maya because like, I don't know, 20 pages earlier, Edward runs from their house to Bella's house in like moments. Uh -huh. And then they're playing baseball. Like the baseball diamond would have to be like two miles Huge. on each side for it to be an interesting game. It makes no sense. Did you ever calculate whether they move the, the speed, speed of, of vampires? <laughs> no, but I was thinking like she must have, Stephanie must have had a number or she was bad at this because she like, does kind of go running. They like get all the way to Calgary and right. like, blah, blah, blah. And then they run back to Forks and it takes them three hours to get back to Forks. Like, right. She has she talks, to know how fast they're going. Yeah. She talks about having an awareness of sort of like the super strength where like, you know, James kicks Bella, but he's like, he only would have used Fraction. like one hundredth of his strength in order really, to kick her. So it's just a tap. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I get Whatever, it. Whatever, Stephanie. <laughs> Please. I also just remembered that there's like a massive plot hole in New Moon that I've never thought about before reading Midnight Sun, which is that Edward goes all the way to Italy to get the Volturi to kill him. Mm -hmm. When in Midnight Sun, he's like reflecting on the before time and all of his travels. And he was careful to not go to the American South because there were like dangerous clans mm -hmm. there. It's like, you could have run to like New Mexico, right? In like and an like yelled hour, at some people, right? Just get some yeah. people angry. You probably wouldn't even have to make them mad. You could just be like, "Hey, will you do me a favor?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, we've <laughs> yeah, got okay. like seventeen newborn vampires over there, <laughs> yeah, itching for a fight. We Absolutely. need some practice." Oh, you're really yeah. right. Doesn't make any sense. Okay, so Julia wrote a separate email um, that started with holy cow y'all which i really appreciated she says that when she visited her family in mx is that mexico do we think? mexico mexico mm -hmm. last year at this time our pomegranate tree was ready for picking its fruits so <sighs> i just like love i didn't think about someone eating a pomegranate while reading this <laughs> book as edward's like just another pomegranate okay. seed of our love as this kind of okay fun. again just like all the other metaphors that Stephanie uses, it's a wonderful metaphor, but she brings it up like 20 fucking times really and never in a more complex way. It's just moments. like pomegranates, underworld. Those are the only two elements of the metaphor. You get it? My life is the underworld. Wait, when she's like eating mush, she's like, um, Bella stopped her eating face pasta. with some mush. And he's like, my Persephone. <laughs> that was the favorite part um julia sent a meme from tumblr that's um what's his name from the office gabe gabe from the oh, office wow. where he's going shut up about pomegranate shut up about pomegranate <laughs> or um um, Regina George saying, stop trying to make a parallel to the abduction of Persephone happen. We all know Bella would have ate that shit up. Which was <laughs> accurate. It's true. Bella would have put the entire pomegranate in her mouth immediately. Yep. She would have been like, yeah, I love pomegranate. <laughs> Julia read the audiobook and the print book. <gasps> Wow. So she can like tell us about the experience. She says the audiobook was really good. Also hearing Jake Abel's voice reading the darker, creepier stuff really drives it home for me. Reading mm. it in my mind with my internal, intensely female voice didn't really do it for <laughs> me the way that Jake's did. Yeah, she said he's very serial killery, right? Yeah, like great point because right. Edward talks a lot about all the people he murdered. Yep, mm -hmm. yep, yep, yep. We gotta listen to it, at least parts. I would listen to it, you know, it would take forever because I'm sure yeah, it's it really long. Forever. But yeah, I feel like somebody said it was like 25 hours. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Oh, and she pointed out that if you like work out the car chase scene where everyone was sitting, that Carlisle is like in the back of the car in the middle, like the worst seat. <laughs> <laughs> of that. course he is. Um, CJ just wrote in with some of their favorite moments, and I just want to, like, do a couple of little highlights. Um, Loved this email, CJ. I, I, I identified with it. I don't know this email. Please tell it's me. It's just a bunch of bullet points of CJ's, um, 
you know, like interesting things that they notice, just like reactions, just like, oh my God, these are all things that happen and I can't fucking believe <laughs> it, which is also how I feel about all of these things. All right, give me some. Um, Carlisle makes them all attend the funeral of whomever they accidentally kill. <laughs> That's what I was going to pick too. Like, like oh my God. <laughs> Old parenting choice. I guess but it doesn't work. The moral thing? Emmett still afterwards is like, yeah, we'll kill Bella. It's fine, bro. Like, accidents happen. Like, whatever. The so we have to not take. Right. So we have to go to her funeral, whatever. <laughs> um, Jasper getting high from Edward and Bella's love, which I also. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, also, this is just me speaking. Um, Jasper just like casually having this extra power that we never hear about yeah. ever. Like, he how just, did like, he hide that? Camouflages them all so that they're when so Gordon, interesting. Right. I feel like that was like Stephanie thinking through this plot and being like, "Fuck, Jasper is supposed to be like this terrifying newborn right. who's very obviously an experienced fighter." And the way that I wrote it, nobody even thinks about him during this <laughs> <Right>. scene. <laughs> right. Or they, like, they have all have super hearing, but they, like, can't tell that there's just a human, like, ten steps away. Oh, uh, you know what took me a couple pages to put together is that Edward is tapping his foot along with Bella's heartbeat so that they won't notice Bella's heartbeat. That, yeah. I, yeah, I love cool that confrontation scene. And, like... Not only was Jasper hiding them, like cloaking them, like, oh, those people are so boring, I don't even notice them. He was making <laughs> Emmett seem scarier. Oh, yeah. yeah. That makes no sense. I like, guess when just, Emmett, like, like took a step forward, yeah, there was, like, a sense of, like, the ground rumbling. I was so like, confusing. How? I loved it. I was like, yeah. this is so, like, this I, is the kind of thing that you can't do these are the details in a I movie. Want. True. Right. Like, in a movie, it's just, like, everything looks the same well, the way it looks right right but it it plays so well on the page god i love books <laughs> <laughs> okay this also brings us to samantha's email which i also want to read i feel like this transitions into um samantha's point here's how i actually see midnight sun it's the rosetta stone to the rest of the series everyone is wanting a full rewrite of the series and stephanie meyer spoiled the dream but I don't think we really need it, per se. We see him evolve as a character and can understand what he's thinking and what motivates him later. This is the key that unlocks those moments. Besides all that, I think I'd have to up my dosage of Zoloft to read New Moon from his perspective, which oh, I can yeah. all agree with. I, I totally identify with this. Like, I think it's very, she does a good job of like, this is how Edward thinks and this is his opinion on all of these things. And let's be real, they fight about the same things for like, two more books so yeah we don't need to hear all of it again I agree right. and when I finished Midnight Sun I texted you guys I was like New Moon makes so much more sense now true yeah because Midnight Sun ends with him being like I don't know when it's going to come but I know that there will be a moment and I'll know it when it happens when it's time for me to leave Bella and yep. my like whole thing right now is becoming strong enough to do that when the time comes and then like the thing with Jasper happens at her birthday and Edward like changes and it's like you're like oh you know exactly what he's thinking he realizes that the moment has come right yep. and he like got his idyllic summer and now he's gotta go he's out sees I can't believe he can do that even though he knows that Bella is gonna be genuinely depressed in this role but I yeah. guess he just assumes that she's going to get over it, but why can't Ellis tell him that she's not going to get over it? Guess what? There's That's just probably stuff. why he, like, doesn't <laughs> call her. Right. He just, like, refuses to learn, even though he has right. that information available. Because right. he sees a vision from Alice of what Bella is like after Edward yeah. leaves her, and, like, she's fucked up. Yeah, it's like, the passing months in New Moon. It is the passing months. Yeah, but, like, for all he knows, she's like that for, like, three weeks, and then, like, bit by bit gets better, you know? Right. And in New Moon, we have just gotten to the part where Alice is like, I didn't really realize that it would go on for so long, which, again, doesn't make any sense. I'm just really glad that we already read this part of New Moon because I don't think I could read uh, <laughs> what we've read so far of New Moon after having read Midnight Sun. After this. We get, 
Alice being like, because Edward's like, okay, so I'll just leave now before I turn her into a vampire or kill her. And Alice is like, no, sorry, it doesn't work. You always come back. Right. And that makes New Moon so interesting, too, because you know that he knows that he's going to he's break. Probably not. Right. But probably he's not fighting more. it day by day. But, he, but right. he's seen that one future where Bella makes it to, like, 25. Right. He's working for that one. Which was super interesting. Yeah. I did like that there was that thrown in there. Like, it is a little possibility. It's possible. She could, could make it to, like, 25. Can we also talk about the fact that if Edward hadn't come back to Forks to begin with, if he had stayed away in Alaska for longer and then returned, he would have returned to hunt Bella. Definitely would have murdered her 100%. Alice's vision was like, oh no, it is good that you came home when you did, because if not, this would have driven you (laughs) mad and you would have come back with the intention to kill her. Well, you know, it just makes the whole thing even more incredible and impossible their love is so powerful romantic i don't know (laughs) stephanie was just like inserting stakes like now that she was able to (laughs) but also i did find some of the romance really compelling i know i got really sucked up in it and i was like ah they're in love (laughs) such as twilight Okay, guys, before we wrap this up, would you say that it was worth the 12, 13 year wait, whatever it was? I think it was worth the long wait because I needed that long to come back to a positive headspace about Twilight. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> I like love if that. this had come out even like five years ago, I would have been like, oh, Twilight. Yeah, I would have been like, what the fuck? put it in a fire. I'm never going to read it. I would have been so obnoxious. I know for a fact I would have been hyped. Um, And that's why I think that it was worth, I think it was maybe actually 10 years. I do think it was worth the 10 year wait because I read it and I enjoyed myself. That's great. So it was worth it. I think this was an unnecessary book, but not a bad book. So would you say it was worth the wait? (laughs) Right, so what would you say? I'll go with a soft yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> but yeah, also, I, I did I did really have a positive time reading this just in that I remembered all the things that I really liked about it when I was 14 and therefore the things I liked about myself when I was 14. Aww. And it was it was a positive experience. Would you have this. liked it at 14? Oh uh, yeah, I would have. I would have eaten this up. I think I would 14. have. Yes. I probably would have tried to find a phrase to tattoo on my body. Yeah. You know how <laughs> okay, many icon the quotes there are in here? If I, if I read this before <laughs> Twilight, I would not have liked Edward. Like I don't know if I would have gotten deep enough to like. Oh, no. him. he's so unlikable at the beginning. No, this book is for people who already love Twilight. Yeah, this is not a book to read in order to love Twilight. No, definitely not the whole like I think the reveal of him being a vampire would be like really confusing and strange because he doesn't he just assumes that you know it it's so half-hearted in Midnight Sun it's like we were different than everyone else and then like I don't know 20 pages in it's like because we were vampires he refuses (laughs) like yeah we know (laughs) yeah Edward hates the word vampire yeah so yeah I can tell that if you really had no context going in you'd be like What's happening? Uh, is this depressing ass dude who thinks he's so he's a, much better than everybody else? He's a oh hundred years so old. Pretentious. He's yeah. so pretentious. He's so pretentious. But I, we love him. What? Okay, sorry. I just brought. I just remembered a moment that I did like, which is that loving Bella made him more attuned to his human self. I like mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. Like in Twilight, he's like. It's all like coming back to me, and you're like, oh, right. okay. You're but then <laughs> when you live it, you're like, it's all coming back to him. <laughs> you're like, what? Especially because, like, in the beginning, you're like, oh my god, yeah, you're so annoying. <laughs> like, truly, very alien. Yeah, like, not human at all. Yeah, folks, we have so much more to say, but we're gonna have to save it for our blow by blow. Blow by blow. 
which we're not going to get to until we finish new moon which we're close to we're almost done with new moon several more episodes of new moon and then we're jumping in to this human and honestly i feel like this is the perfect time to be discussing those aspects of new moon because we just finished reading midnight sun and now we're getting to the part where we resolve all this bullshit that edward is thinking right now yeah it really is perfect i'm glad that the timing worked out this way yeah well, everybody, as always, please, please email us, DM us with all of your midnight sun thoughts. We love it. Yeah, we I really love I, I I do like that. We need them. Uh, <laughs> Melissa's lukewarm, even though usually she's really obsessed with fan mail. Our email is twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. Please go support the pod if you're able. We're at patreon.com slash podcast. A special shout out to our patrons, Jillian, Helena, Bridget, Eric, and Samantha. You can all follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter for Maya's content, Instagram for Melissa's content, and <laughs> the Tumblr for my content. Um, my content sucks, FYI. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> it's really funny. It's very funny. Disclaimer, we own nothing. Midnight Sun and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Olivia Valcarce. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, Uh, you can bite me. (laughs) (laughs) This is fun. Bye, listeners. Bye. Bye. Thank you.